<laughs> Coming from the other side of darkness, this is Holiday, and you're listening to the only podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole reppin' show. <laughs> and now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole reppin' show. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the whole Reppin' Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. There's a lot of wrestling podcasts, and we're the only one, by God, that calls it right down the middle, and that's because we have the wrestle news and wrestle views, and we are fair, and we are balanced, and we are hardcore. And who are we? Darren Beasley, that's who I am. And joining me, as always, Perry Smith. Perry Smith. That's right. Darren Beasley and Perry Smith are the hosts with the Donnie Mosts. Don't ever forget it. And we're here for episode 127. Holy jeez, I wanted to lick them. That's a lot of episodes, Perry. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Whatever, Darren. Well, um... Uh... Okay, um, so we got a lot to talk about today, don't we? Do we? I don't, I don't know if you want to talk to me about uh, what's going on in the world of wrestling. Oh, dearie me. I don't, me. I don't oh, know. Dearie me. I don't know if you There's want to talk some... hashtag wrestle news and wrestle views with little old me. I never won uh, any ECW heavyweight championships. Uh, you did? So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. I think you may, may you might have in WWE's version. They give a belt to anyone. That's true. That's true. No, well, what's the problem, buddy? No, no, it's just the last time I heard your voice. Uh, it was on Raven's podcast, The Raven Effect, Darren. The Raven Effect, Darren. That's right. Um, and uh, the Raven Effect, Darren, was in effect uh, this week or last week or whatever week you want to call it. Uh, Following the release of our last episode, uh, I was, in fact, on The Raven Effect. And uh, that was pretty cool. A lot of fun to join uh, Raven, as well as Rich Bokini, to discuss um, ancient aliens, regular type aliens, uh, uh, Arthur C. Clarke's version of aliens. Um, a lot of aliens. But not but Ridley Scott's version of aliens. <laughs> he was left out. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, we also did not discuss Donald Trump's version of uh, illegal aliens. Oh, wow. I'm surprised Rich didn't make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. It was uh, pretty interesting, as uh, our listeners know, uh, and as many people uh, who are friends in real life know, I have been a, a big fan of Raven for, for many, many years. Um, as a matter of fact, probably over half of my life, having discovered Raven at uh, the age of 16, uh, really just, he was my favorite wrestler. Uh, still is my favorite wrestler. So uh, to be able to have that opportunity to be on his podcast was rather strange. But um, I'll I tell you one thing, and if, if you're a very young person listening to this, I don't mean very young, like eight but, like, if you're a teenager or maybe someone in, in their early 20s and uh, you, you don't have the most confidence in the world in yourself or 
you are unsure of your place in the world, I'm going to tell you something that at my age, I kind of wish, I guess I, I guess I was going to say I wish someone had told me, but people probably did tell me. So let me put it this way. I wish I had listened or I wish I had come to this conclusion on my own and decided at a much, much earlier age than I did to put away the idea of intimidation. Um, I don't think I put true intimidation away permanently out of my life until I was in my early 30s. Um, now, what I, what I mean when I say that is, do I still get nervous? Absolutely. Do I still get anxious? Without a doubt. Do I get intimidated anymore? Uh, I absolutely do not. And I say that because at my age, I have now experienced so many victories and so many failures that I realize that when lose or draw, the sun also rises. And uh, you should absolutely take on every opportunity that is presented to you. When I first had the op when it was first presented to me to go on the Raven show, I didn't I didn't care if it was one episode, if it was a hundred episodes, if I was joining a panel of ten, if it was gonna be just me and Raven, if it paid, if it didn't pay, if it recorded first thing in the morning, late at night, every day, once a month. I just said yes. Um, that's all I needed. Did I think for one second that I was gonna mark out? No, I didn't. Um those days are just behind me. And I wish I had been able to do that far earlier than I did in my life. And I want to say if I can pass on any wisdom to anyone listening, they should do that. Whether it's about uh, asking somebody out on a date or taking a risk for their career or their education uh, or an economic opportunity or, um, hell, just a new haircut or whether or not to get your nose pierced or... You know, this, that, or the other. Just just, just go with it, man. Just do like the Tao says. Don't do, be. And uh, the more that you simply are, the better off you will be. And the more opportunities that will come your way. And you must receive all things that come your way in life with simplicity. That's beautiful, Darren. All that you said is very beautiful, I hope that our hashtag your listeners got a lot out of that. Uh, and I'm very glad that you said it because it makes me feel better about what I'm having to say. Uh, I am quitting the show and joining the Raven Effect podcast. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. Uh, when you said win, lose, or draw, you are not referring to the popular uh, game show hosted by the late, great Alan Thicke. Uh, from, I forget what decade that was. Oh, was that 80s or I was that forgot. 90s? That was 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't 80s. I forgot Alan Thicke hosted that. You know in my mind who I thought, you know in my mind who I thought hosted that? Who? Uh, Paul Provenza. Do you remember Paul Provenza? No, only, only by name. I recognize that name. He was the original, uh, like, he's a stand-up comedian, and he was the original host of The A-List. Ah, okay. Which I think later was hosted by Richard Miller and then maybe later by Sandra Bernhardt. Okay, sure. But like the A-list and uh, then he made that movie The Aristocrats with Penn Jillette. Ah, okay, okay. Well, there's that. Uh, that 
There's that. But also, when you mention uh, the Dow, you mean T-A-O, and not the Dow Industrial. Because we thought we were talking <laughs> stocks for a second there, and I was about to get very confused. But uh, yeah, well, you can that. I, I, I ha- let me just make it perfectly clear for our listeners. I am very well-versed in Eastern religions and philosophies. I am not at all well-versed in uh, the stock market. So... <laughs> Which means Darren is poor but educated. Um, <laughs> so. Hey, that man, that's what my tombstone will say. My tombstone will say poor but educated. Oh, that's, that's depressing. But uh, no, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. We're all very happy for you. We're very glad you had the chance to be on uh, Raven's podcast and talk to Raven, who you have admired throughout the years. My only regret, and I'm sure yours as well, Darren, is that it was Raven and not Raven at his prime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, once again uh, to the Whole Refn Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Uh, and we got uh, oh the typical uh, hashtag wrestle news and wrestle views. Uh, sadly, uh, we lost a couple of folks uh, from the wrestling world uh, very recently. Uh, Silver King being one of them, Ashley Massaro uh, being another. Uh, almost lost someone else, or did we? Uh, the mildly exaggerated case of Ric Flair, the latest, I should say, uh, mildly, mildly exaggerated case from Ric Flair, and also uh, a little update on the AEW TNT deal. Well, spoiler alert, it happened officially, but we'll talk a little bit more about that, kind of put a cap on the bottle, if you will, of that whole story. Plus, of course, Darren and I got to go head-to-head head for WWE's Money in the Bank. Hashtag Mitba, M-I-T-B. <laughs> Because uh, they they, that, they that, love they that love that. The, that actually is the recommended hashtag when you're watching that pay per view. It's like hashtag Mitaba. Yeah, I'm just glad that there are recommend. I live at a time of recommended hashtags, Darren. You, you know what's worse? You know what's worse? The other day, I was I was going into an apartment and trying to let myself in on the little box. You know, typically you hit like pound whatever, but I referred to it to myself as a hashtag and not pound. And I was like, no, uh, no, no, they can't win. They can't win. I, I was really embarrassed for myself for doing that. I'm I'm very disappointed, actually. <laughs> I, wow. I don't know if I can continue because, oh, okay. like, well. it hasn't happened to me yet. But I, like, I, I have, like, waking nightmares about that. <laughs> I, I thought to myself, when will Pound officially become hashtag it's it's much like when wwf finally became wwe in my brain without having to second guess it It, it's it was the same exact feeling of like wow it took a while but it finally happened so yeah oh man that's that's crazy um i don't like it i don't like it at all It, it actually uh do you have time for one? I got, I got one more totally unrelated story. Oh my I got, god! I got oh my god! When do we not have time for an unrelated to wrestling story, Darren? Okay, okay, okay. Here it is. Here it is. It reminds me of when I was in uh, when I was an undergrad in college, and I was in a Spanish three class. Um, <laughs> because my way of always avoiding uh, truly mastering a language was every time I would near topping out, I would switch languages. So, like, 
like when I was in second grade, I studied French for a couple of years. Second and, grade? Yeah. Oh my god. And second and third grade, I studied French, and then in the sixth grade was my next opportunity. Sixth and seventh grade, uh, sixth grade in Florida, and seventh grade back in Georgia, I studied Spanish. And then I got to high school and I studied French again. And then when I got to college, they were like, do you want to start with like French four? And I was like, no, I'll start with Spanish one. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't have my middle school transcript. You don't know. So anyway, uh, what this means is that (laughs) I'm pretty good at Spanish and French, but not fluent in either of them. But I say that to say in my Spanish three class in college, there was a kid, he actually was my lab partner, his name was Georg, and he was from Germany, and he was the master of languages. He was like, he was a regular Cesaro, and uh, Georg already spoke four or five languages, but, and probably what I think is the most nonsense uh, that I ever encountered at my university, and there was a lot. Despite the fact that this man already spoke five languages, in order for him to get a bachelor's degree in anything, he had to have a credit in a quote-unquote international language. The only thing offered at the university that he did not already speak was Spanish. So there he was, my lab partner in my Spanish 3 class, and we worked together just fine. And then one day, because this is Spanish 3 now, the professor does not allow English to be spoken from bell to bell. I, I was going to ask that. Is this a, a case where they, the teacher speaks specifically in that language and refuses to translate anything? Absolutely. Immersion. Language immersion. And uh, I think it's great uh, now. I thought it was awful for that semester. Sure. But uh, So that day, Georg and I were having to pretend... <laughs> we're having to stand in front of the class and pretend that we had just gotten into a car accident with one another. And then we had to work out the entire situation in Spanish. So we're talking uh, in Spanish. We're going back and forth. And then he, like, leans over to me uh, seeking clarification of a word. And he, like, asks me, what does this, like, how do you say this in Spanish? Only he asks me in German. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God. My head's going to explode. (laughs) How has this dude's... How is this dude's head not already exploded? I'm like, here he is trying to speak Spanish, seeking clarification. He asked the English-speaking dude how to say something in Spanish in German. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's so many neurons crossing back and forth in that dude's brain, that, and it's all just, like, language? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean... I'm tell. I mean, hashtag dear listeners. You know, eventually this will become a linguistics podcast. <laughs> oh man, it's already become that in so many ways, Darren. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's very very interesting. Um, so I, I guess uh, we can't talk more linguistics, and we can't talk about hashtag mitzvah until we talk about those headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, hashtag dear listeners, hashtag friends of the show. As happens from time to time over the course of 127 weeks, it is our misfortune to have to report on the deaths of wrestlers 
uh, whom we have known, whom we have loved, whose careers we have followed, sometimes for uh, only a short period and sometimes for our lifetimes. Uh, we have more than one death to discuss this week. The first one, uh, unfortunately, was the in-ring cardiac arrest and demise of the uh, luchador known as Silver King. Now, Silver King uh, passes away uh, this week at the age of 51, wrestling overseas in London uh, for a Lucha Libre event. Uh, now, Silver King, who, of course, to Perry, I'm sure to you and me both, as well as most people our age, most Americans, Silver King was mostly known to us as a cruiserweight competitor in WCW during the Monday Night Wars. Sure, sure. I mean, that's where people are going to be most familiar with Silver King. Um, yeah, he was part of that, like, second-hour cruiserweight uh, time, basically. Um, yes, yeah, Silver King, even if you didn't necessarily like him, I'm not saying people were, were prone to not liking Silver King, but you at least know of him. Like, he was... They had those, like, six-man tag matches, much like they do now, to kind of showcase the cruiserweights and... You know, part of the, like, the like everyone's on the outside and someone does some crazy flip off of something to land at everyone outside. And, you know, that whole that whole ordeal. Uh, Silver King also, and this is a faction that we rarely talk about. I don't think we've ever spoken about this faction. When you talk about the NWO, you talk about the NWO Wolfpack, you got to talk about the LWO as well. The Latino World Order. Uh, started by Eddie Guerrero uh, during the, uh, the Monday Night War days. Uh, LWO was great, and I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. And it made a lot of the cruiserweights who were just cruiserweights more interesting. And it goes back to what I've been talking about, where you need to have more factions in WWE because it's going to elevate talent that's really not doing anything. Uh, that's what New Japan's doing, right? Uh, all these factions in New Japan, everyone automatically is somewhat interesting because they're part of some kind of faction. Uh, but LWO was great. It really elevated a lot of cruiserweights, I felt. Um, pretty sure Silver King was one of them. I don't see why he no, wouldn't he was. be. Okay, yeah, he yeah. was. He was. But uh, when talking about Silver King, it's actually interesting. I've been watching a lot of old WCW lately, and I actually saw what I'm pretty sure was Silver King's debut match during a, uh international tournament uh, where he was with his tag team partner, and they were called the Silver Kings. Um, oh, wow. So I think he just took that name and became that. Um, actually, it's a very cool tournament just because it's a lot of these international wrestlers, but it seemed like out of every tag team, they kept one of the two people. Like uh, this Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit and someone named Beef Wellington, which that name's absurd, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they obviously kept Benoit. Out of the Silver Kings, they kept who would become Silver King. Um, the Malinkos, they kept, obviously, Dean Malenko. Like, they kept one half of every team, it seemed. Um, which is pretty cool, because you're seeing all these cruiserweights that you're going to see every Monday night, and occasionally on Thursday on Thunder. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's it's their very humble beginnings in the early 90s. Where did you see this tournament? This is, uh, I think I saw a whole bunch of Clash of Champions, uh, and it was kind of throughout that. Um, maybe... That is very Cool. Yeah, cool. check that out. Check that out for sure. But uh, yeah, Silver King was always great. He always, uh, you know, went out there and gave you everything he had. Uh, sad, but kind of uh, poetic. Dying in the ring, you know, dying doing what he did, what he loved. You know what I mean? That's. I don't want to say that's cool, 
But that's a warrior dying a warrior's death, right? No, it it, it is absolutely that. Sure. I mean, it's tragic because he's 51. Right. That's the, that's what's tragic. Um, and so every every aspect of it is tragic because it's untimely. If he were 61, 71, and this happened, I'd be inclined to fully agree with you. But even at 51, I know what you mean. Um, a lot of people don't want to die quietly, alone, sadly, decrepit in their 80s or 90s in their bed when you can die, like they say, with your boots on, sure. you know, or you can go out in a blaze of glory or go down fighting, go down swinging, uh, however you want to put it. And so, yeah, in a, in a in a strange, romantic, kind of poetic way, this is uh, this is nice for Silver King. Nevertheless, uh, obviously, a, a terrible thing for his family, his loved ones, his friends, uh, taken too soon. Now, I have to say that yes, while he was a member of the LWO, and that was fantastic. Um, my first exposure to Silver King, and uh, and I'll never forget it, and I, I frequently discuss this with our good friend Jared, um, <laughs> is when Mike Tanay did sort of a, let's meet the luchadors. And, like, you know, they're playing um, mariachi music in the background, and it's like Mike Tanay walking around in the desert and is like, here is Psychosis, and he is blah, 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 blah. And this is... Super Kalo, and then like he introduces Silver King, and of course he's the first and probably only one uh, of the luchadors that he spotlights not wearing a mask. Uh, to which Silver King responded to the question of why aren't you wearing a mask? I thought luchadors wore masks, and he says, "Why would I wear a mask over such a beautiful face?" <laughs> That's the proper response. So, yeah, Silver King was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. Yes, uh, for those of that maybe did not know him from AAA or WCW or uh, continuing to wrestle to this day, uh, this was actually, I never realized that he played Ramses in Nacho Libre. And oh. that was actually, yeah, and actually that was the character he was portraying uh, in the ring when when he unfortunately passed away. And uh, all of that was news to me. I saw Nacho Libre one time. I saw that movie in the theater, um, I believe with you, in Los Angeles, uh, when, when it first came out. And I never saw that movie again, and, and I guess never bothered to learn that that was Silver King under that mask. But um, anyway, Godspeed to Silver King. That Absolutely. was... Uh, and uh, best wishes and uh, condolences to his loved ones. Unfortunately, we must also report on the passing of Ashley Massaro. Um, this news kind of broke right before we began recording, so this is a new story. Um, there's no telling what might be coming out at this very moment um, from the hospital, from a doctor, from a family friend, from a news outlet. We just don't know. And certainly by the time this airs, we may already know the answers to these questions. But at this time, this is a breaking story. Ashley Massaro uh, this morning had uh, an ambulance called to her house. She was unconscious, non-responsive. She was pronounced deceased. Now, she was only 39 years old. 
Um, our listeners may remember Ashley Massaro as a former Divas champion in the WWE. She was a Diva Search winner. Uh, she was in that era where, um, I don't know, I, I didn't watch a lot, like 2004, 2008, 2009, that, so that period there where it was uh, the uh, all the companies had become one, the company had changed its name, the company had changed its direction, and it was just a little too different for me from the Monday Night Wars. I didn't really watch that period. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be lying to you hashtag your listeners and i would never do that uh unless it was something horribly incriminating uh (laughs) if i said to you that i watched a lot of wrestling during that point uh yeah after vince had control of everything the luster definitely came off the jewel um wrestling just really wasn't that interesting at that point i'm sure a lot of cool things happened and going back and watching old stuff some really cool stuff did happen but this is kind of like the blind spot as far as like me watching. It was kind of like, eh, maybe not watch wrestling. And again, this is coming off of, you know, 96 to 2002 uh, or, you know, 2003, watching way too much wrestling. Uh, so it was almost like I needed to recharge my wrestling batteries and it would be some time until that happened. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's nothing against uh, Ashley Massaro. Obviously, it's uh, very uh, very sad to hear of her passing. She did accomplish things uh, in the ring, uh, as well as uh, not only WWE. Uh, she was on Survivor as well. Yeah, she was a contestant on the uh, the game show Survivor. She was a Playboy Playmate, which a lot of WWE divas were during that era. She had uh, multiple WrestleMania matches, and she had quite a following. Um, Ashley Massaro, you cannot understate. Her WWE career, you should not understate her WWE career. She accomplished a great deal. Uh, It just happened to be during a period in which business was kind of at a lull, but certainly not her fault. Um, She made a lot of money. She brought a lot of eyes to herself and to the product. And uh, from the Twitter outpour, clearly she was beloved by her colleagues, her peers, and uh, pretty much anyone that ever met her, apparently sharing a hometown with Mick Foley. Mick Foley put out a very um, uh, thoughtful and compassionate and sweet uh, message to her on Twitter. And um, uh, we, we hate to say that she uh, she was a single parent, and therefore uh, we hate to say that she had to leave behind one child. Uh, one grown child, but I believe that the child is still maybe only 19 or 20 years old. So much like, uh, much like discussing silver King, we want to extend all the best wishes, condolences, uh, and, and positive vibes and happy thoughts and good feelings and Godspeed to Ashley Massaro's friends, family, uh, and to her, may she rest. Absolutely. Rick Flair, Reportedly uh, in the hospital very recently. Um, apparently, a lot, of, a lot of mixed reports on this whole Ric Flair situation. It seems like every other week, Ric Flair is about to die. Um, it, 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 we were laughing right now, but it's, it's, it kind of seems that way. But is it because he's actually having medical issues or are things being blown out of proportion? It seems like in this case, that's exactly what happened as far as things being blown very much out of proportion. Uh, going to the hospital for what was going to be a, a, a routine checkup, perhaps, and TMZ uh, kind of took that ball and ran with it uh, and said, nope, this is it. He's dying. 
Uh, not the case. No, well, right. Well, first of all, you, you really just you can't count on news outlets to call it right down the middle, right? Because who do you think they are? are us? The only <laughs> you and me, man. Sure. The sure. whole the show. We're the only wrestling podcast. Hell, we're the only news outlets. We are the only resource that is willing and able and dedicated to calling it right down the middle. We're not seeking headlines. We're not seeking uh, fame and fortune. We don't want to be hashtag first. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to work for TMZ. We want the whole ref and show to be where you come for your news because you know uh, that we're not jumping to the conclusion because, uh, you know, this whole thing with Ric Flair, it, it's like Mark Twain said. The reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Mark Twain was not dead, though obituaries ran to that effect. And that's almost what today was like for the nature boy Ric Flair. Uh, because TMZ and everybody else said he had been rushed to the hospital. He was in critical condition. This was a life-threatening, serious situation. And then before long, Conrad Thompson, uh, as well as Ric Flair's wife, Fifi, both put out separate tweets saying that this was a routine procedure, etc., etc. And then the story basically turned into Ric Flair is headed to Las Vegas to be a part of StarCast next week. He had a regularly scheduled appointment with his doctor because he has not been in the greatest of health over the last year or two. And he needed to get checked out to make sure it was okay for him to hop on a plane and go to freaking Las Vegas and probably party for four or five days. <laughs> He's 70 years old, as we know. Uh, he was uh, healthy enough to kayfabe get beat up by Batista. Sure. But... Um, who knows if he's healthy enough to, to endure uh, a week in Las Vegas. I know I barely survived a week in Las Vegas, and I don't even gamble. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't gamble, folks. He wins. Oh, got him. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because then it becomes an issue of are Conrad and Fifi trying to cover something up? Are, you know, the... I think the lady doth protest too much. Sure, sure. When you swing the pendulum of reporting too far in the opposite direction, especially in such a short period of time, what are you what are you trying to hide? Maybe nothing, but in the interest of fairness, maybe something. Right, right, right. Well, I do feel bad because Ric Flair, people news outlets are kind of waiting to be the first ones to report, you know, of his of his death, whatever it does happen, and they're kind of chopping at the bit to be like, oh, uh, so there's that. But I feel worse for Mark Twain, Darren, because no matter how many bumps he would take in the ring, wrestlers still called him a mark. Um, <laughs> no matter how, how about cool. that how about that bump card, Mark Twain? Exactly. No matter how full his bump card was, uh, still called a mark. Uh, that's that. And uh, speaking of that's that. That is that for AEW on TNT. We mentioned it last week that it was all but uh, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Uh, now it officially will be yours, folks, every week on Turner Network Television. TNT, baby. Speaking of Nitro from earlier, I guess. <laughs> I know. No, that's the thing. It's Nitro Jr. It's the Monday Night Wars again, or maybe the Tuesday Night Wars. Do 
uh, I think that we learned when AEW first started like lining up all the patents, they registered uh, trademark for Tuesday Night Dynamite, if I remember correctly. Do we know, is Fox going to keep SmackDown on Tuesdays, or are they moving it to Fridays? I'm not aware. If that was announced, I, I am not aware of, of uh, that one. I mean, SmackDown being on Tuesday is still somewhat newish, right? I mean, typically it's it was on Thursday, so... Oh, well, historically, SmackDown bounced from Thursday to Friday, depending on... Well, who knows what it depended on, but... Uh, yeah, Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, that is a recent occurrence, so just in the past few years... Since it went live, it's still weird. It's still weird that that's what you would do. You'd put two separate brands live on consecutive nights. But anyway, that's not the point. We're talking about AEW. We're talking about the potential Tuesday Night Dynamite. Or who knows? I, it may They may abandon that entirely and go with a different show altogether on a different night. I don't know what the format's going to be. I know that if you listen to Chris Jericho, everything that he is saying is that the company will not have scripted promos, period. Now, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, about to say, because you can't say that's a good thing or a bad thing. It, it depends it on the wrestler. Right? It depends on the wrestler. It does. It, it totally depends on the wrestler. I think if you stick uh, the Young Bucks up there, if you stick um, Joey Ryan or Joey Janela or somebody, they're gonna they're gonna have a pretty amazing. Uh, prime time, off the cuff, brass ring reaching type of promo. Oh sure, sure, sure. But I mean, uh, back to what I was saying about watching early WCW, uh, it, <laughs> the Steiners and the the Road Warriors could have used a little bit of coaching, uh, especially the Steiners. Uh, oh God, God, God help Rick Steiner if you give him the microphone. Um, oh man. <laughs> And then him turning oh, over to Scott my, Steiner. One of my favorite, one of my favorite ever um, interviews with the Steiners is in WCW when Mean Gene asked them about Fall Brawl, <laughs> and uh, and Rick Steiner said, uh, mean, "Mean Gene said, so uh, Steiner Brothers, what do you think about Fall Brawl?" And Rick Steiner said, "Will it Halloween havoc?" <laughs> oh. And then he said, "Tell him, Scotty," and then. Scotty did not say a single thing, and he said, Tell him, Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> he passed it back without saying anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Well, then, my, my point exactly. So, if you get someone who uh, is, is a gifted athlete uh, physically, uh, but not so much mentally, uh, you're, you're going to have some troubles. But I'm, I'm sure they're going to help out folks who aren't so good at promoing. But, I mean, AEW is basically signing... For the most part, people who have gotten to their position because they have such a strong uh, internet slash social media presence because they they know what to say and they they can, they can promo with the best of them. So that shouldn't be an issue. But if it is, I'm sure there are I'm sure there are coaches for those who need it. So oh, for sure. Even if it is just like the Bucks and Cody, I mean, they're calling themselves executive vice presidents. If they're not somehow involved in creative, then what are they doing? Absolutely. So I uh, can't wait to see the, the products of AEW. It's finally becoming a reality. Uh, not to mention Double or Nothing coming up very, very soon. So uh, we'll have more on the show that goes right down a little. A whole rough joke. Darren? Uh, sound like you had like a bubble in your throat, like when you get the like carbonated bubble in your throat. Carbonated bubble, huh? 
You know, the carbonated bubbles that I like in my throat. (laughs) The carbonated bubbles that I love in my throat are when I'm having the crisp, cool, refreshing taste of Schweppes raspberry ginger ale. That's right, folks. Schweppes. (laughs) Delicious, refreshing Schweppes. It's a Schweppes moment. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Schweppes. A sparkling tradition since 1783. And that was a moment brought to you by Schweppes. Yes, that Schweppes moment was a moment brought to you by Schweppes. <laughs> if you can believe that. Sure, sure, sure. Perry, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I, I need a fill-up, actually. I, I, need, uh, I need to go to the filling station. And by the filling station, I mean my refrigerator. Because I've got more Schweppes waiting on me. So while I go do that, why don't you take us into uh, our Money in the Bank head-to-head? Head-to-head. All right. When Darren refills his glass with a nice, cool drink of Schweppes, we'll come right back to you with our Money in the Bank head-to-head. Head-to-head. This is the most marketable corporate-sponsored sports entertainer of our or any generation the hashtag feminist icon, E-F-F-Y-F-E. And you're listening to the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole refin show. WWE returns to, well, uh, to their own network to deliver a <laughs> super spectacular supercard, uh, formerly known as a pay-per-view. And this one is Money in the Bank 2019. It is uh, right around the corner. It is on Sunday, the 19th of May, 2019, from Hartford, Connecticut, inside of the XL Center. Um, the the Extra Large Center? Is that what it is? It makes it sound like it could be even bigger <laughs> by just this being the ex- XL Center. Maybe next year we'll be in the double X center. Sure, that's <laughs> that's its goal weight, the XXL center. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, maybe the eventually it'll be the triple X center, and that means something different entirely. Very much different. Yes. Um, I really don't know. Is that like a is that a big and tall clothing brand XL? Maybe sure. Unless we're talking about Microsoft XL. And that's something different as well. You sure it's not? You sure it's? Are we sure it's not that? It's uh, it, no. There are more letters involved in that. You know, uh, I, I don't know what Excel is. I don't know what the Excel Center is. I've never been to Connecticut. I'm waiting for my invitation from friend of the show Tom Breen to come tour the campus of the University of Connecticut. Tom, Booby, when's my <laughs> invitation gonna arrive in the mail? Seriously, Tom, you have to you have to fly Darren out to you, uh, and you have to take him to some strip clubs because, as we discovered on the Raven Effect, Darren has not only not been to Connecticut, he's certainly not been to any strip clubs in Connecticut. Much, uh, w- in which case Raven and Rich both have apparently, uh, though Darren has not. Well, that was yeah, that was good for Raven and Rich. Yes, it's very cute. You both used to work at Titan Towers in Stamford. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Tom, bring me up. Show me your university. Uh, and then you got to explain that C. you got to explain that middle C in your state's name. I don't understand. 
Why isn't it Connecticut? <laughs> C can be a lot of things. Silent is not one of them. But silent, we hope the crowd will not be in Hartford. Hopefully they will be a hot crowd. There will be a, a crowd. They'll get a road warrior pop all night long. Um, I doubt it, but, uh, you know, a boy can dream. And uh, they've got 11 long. This is like a WrestleMania-length card. Uh, for Money in the Bank, and I'm very surprised about it. Eleven matches booked. That's far too many. But I mean, Money in the Bank is—they've really tried hard to make it like one of the, one of the big five, right, or whatever it is these days. Like, it's, you're it's, right about that. You it's, are it's right about that. It's a pretty big deal, though. Uh, I mean, they should call all their Saudi shows Money in the Bank because that's why they're that's why they're doing it. Uh, but this one is hashtag Mitba. It is Money in the Bank. And uh, 11 matches. Let's get right into it, Darren. Well, they're advertising two of them for the pre-show. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think pre-show... <laughs> uh, <is> any t- <laughs> uh, what's, why does pre-show always sound so condemning? Because it is, right? Because it is. Okay. Because it is. Right, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. Well... Uh, especially when one of the matches is a world title match. Oh, my God. And another one features a former WWE champion. What? What's happening? Guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. So the opening match, the opening match, supposedly, is Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan versus the Usos in a non-title match, question mark? Is it a non-title match because it's because the titles are not on the line, or is it a non-title match because neither team actually possesses the titles? Now, here's an area where I am going to admit my confusion uh, and/or ignorance because I thought that Brian and Rowan had the belts, and they had made the announcement that they were going to go with the whole eco-friendly gimmick, and next week you'll see, blah, 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 and no one cares. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised they said that last part. And the, <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're fighting the Usos. Neither of them have the belts. I don't know. Of course, it's all screwed up because Matt Hardy was supposed to have been retired. He came back two or three different times only to be put back with Jeff to win the SmackDown tag titles and then give them up because now Jeff is hurt. What is going on, Hardy Boys? Anyway, I mean, this match has the, the, this match with Brian and Rowan versus the Usos has every chance of being a good match if it were actually just let uh, let be and allowed to have a good match because I think these guys are great. Daniel Bryan is an excellent wrestler. The Usos are outstanding tag team wrestlers. Rowan is a monster. I like Rowan at the side of Brian. I mean, on paper, it could be a good match. I just know that it won't be allowed to be one. Sure. Well, it, it's on the pre-show, so it's already it's already going to be a pre-show match, which that is what it is. Um, again, this is more more of what I hate, which is oh, guy and guy are together. Well, they should be tag team champions. No, just because <sighs> guy and guy are together doesn't mean they're a tag team. Guy and guy together does not a tag team make WWE, but uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. But Not necessarily. Apparently, if two guys shake hands backstage, they are number one contenders for the WWE Tag Team titles. So I've got a question for WWE. If a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, 
does it become a tag team champion? If if two trees fall together, Darren, they do become WWE they tag team champions. Okay, yeah, okay. That, that that is how the old saying goes. Um, so <laughs> I, I <laughs> don't uh, I don't really care about this match. Uh, it's it's pre-show fodder because they don't know what to do with with these people right now. And Daniel Bryan, who just had the championship belt going into WrestleMania is now on the pre-show of Money in the Bank. Oh, what, what, what's happening? Uh, so as far as people winning, uh, it's a non-title. It's a non-title match, which means you should extra not give a fuck. It's on the pre-show. It's non-title. It's basically a non-tag team versus a tag team. Why should we care, Darren? Uh, and, and admittedly, I'm going to say it right now, folks, I have not watched wrestling in a little while, in a couple weeks. Uh, so I'm going into this one kind of blind. I'm just going to use my instincts to vote here. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan and Rowan winning. I'm also going with Bryan and Rowan winning. All right. Next up on the pre-show, we have the Cruiserweight title match, which, like I said, is a world championship. It's just the cruiserweight division. As the champion, Tony Nese, uh, a.k.a. the Brick Shithouse, <laughs> takes on Arya Davari, better known to our listeners as Billy Sting. <laughs> <laughs> you, you seriously have to be a hashtag dear listener to get that reference. Now, that, that was like bottom 50 episodes that that was established, Darren, somewhere in there. Yeah, the, the, the lower 50, if you will. And uh, nice. it, hashtag, if you want hashtag, I'm just starting all sentences with hashtag now. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to be, if you would like, if you find yourself striving, clamoring, salivating, longing to be, yearning to be a hashtag dear listener of the whole reference show, then uh, get behind hashtag Billy Sting because... Um, that's where it's at. Hashtag Billy Sting. Arya Davari, Billy Sting, taking on Tony Nese. And I. Eh, Tony Nese wins the match. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're done here. They're not going to put the belt on Billy Sting, are they? Uh, no, no. Lord, no. Uh, they're. I don't want to say there's more deserving cruiserweights of that title, but I guess I will. There are, but uh, they're certainly not going to put it on on him out of nowhere, right? That doesn't make any sense. Also, Tony East hasn't had the belt for that long. He got it from Buddy Murphy, who had it for a good while, it seemed, and he was a. Uh, they they seemed to like him enough to even put him on the main shows every now and again. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it stays on Tony Nese because. We, we've forgotten this, Darren, that Vince McMahon actually had a pretty high opinion of Tony Nese way back when, when he first came around, and this is finally him getting what he was promised. So uh, they're going to keep it on Tony Nese for a while. Uh, I think you're right. Um, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, uh, you know, and I, I don't mean to detract from the career of Arya Davari. Uh, it's just my little protests uh, against uh, them having... Davari and then having Aria Davari. Right. And uh, so he will always be Billy Sting to me, but he's a, he's a, he's a fine wrestler. He's a, he's a fine wrestler. <laughs> and uh, and he wears fine clothes. He wears fine and, uh, clothes. He's a he's a fine He actually student. does. And like I, if they really played up his gimmick hard, 
I think I might be into him, but I'll never not call him Billy Singh. Not until they make the correction. Which all you got to do, they don't have to change his name. They just have to call Davari Sean Davari. If they will just call him Sean Davari, then Arya Davari can be Arya Davari all along. Except that now uh, Arya Davari, now I'm like, I'm hung up on his name and then I'm realizing his name is Arya. And so now I'm thinking like a wrestler needs no name. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So we're not gonna... hashtag Game of Thrones. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Speaking of things that I've not watched, uh, I've not watched the last season of Game of Thrones, so I'm avoiding oh, wow. Facebook. I almost, I almost unloaded a whole bunch of spoilers okay, on you. Well, I'm glad you reminded me. Don't you dare! Uh, I'm avoiding Facebook as it is because every time I glance at it for a second, someone has posted a meme that is a reference to what is currently happening. Roshan, stop doing it. <laughs> Stop it! I will kill you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. I will love you is what I meant to say. So Tony Nese sticking to uh, to his guns and uh, I should say his abs and uh, holding on to that cruiserweight championship belt in the pre-show. That brings us into mitzvah proper, Darren. The show, Money in the Bank. That's right, and we're going to start off maybe with a title match, <laughs> the United States title. You sounded so sure of yourself just now. We're going to start off maybe, uh, yeah. So obviously we don't know the we don't know the order that we don't know the batting order here, but this is just a guess. Right, we're going to pretend that the the show opens with the United States title match, and that United States champion Samoan Joseph <laughs> he will be. In a WrestleMania rematch, he will be taking on Raymond Mysteriano. Oh, wow, wow. Will it be a real match this time, Darren? I mean, should it be? I hope so. After after Samoa Joe crushed Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania? I would like to, I would actually like this to be the match that steals the show. I think that Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio have that match in them. I think that match exists between the two of them, and it needs to happen Sunday night in Hartford, Connecticut. I think they need to blow the roof off of the XL Center, and they'll be forced to make it into the 2XL Center <laughs> because I, I honestly believe that even though Rey Mysterio looks like a brony now and uh, Samoa Joe also has a mohawk, uh, that instead of having a mohawk contest, they need to have a wrestling match for the ages. Sure, no, and and both men are very capable of that happening. But after the, I, I was looking forward to that match happening at WrestleMania, and I was so let down when you know Rey Mysterio spent less time in the ring than he did walking to the ring. Um, but again, we we saw him dressed up as Mysterio from Spider Man, which you called, yeah, 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 yeah. and that was uh, that was quite impressive. But uh, oh, you know what? You know what? Actually, the most impressive thing of my entire week was oh, go please. Uh, not, I mean, I did. I was not impressive. I mean, I was impressive, but not in this respect. I was at the grocery store. I don't often impress at the grocery store. From I Darren, from from Darren, <laughs> podcasting with Raven, his favorite wrestler, to just a story of Darren at the grocery store. This is this is what's impressive to Darren. Go ahead. Yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> he set the bar too high now. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah, okay. Like you know, I mean, I, it is what it is. Uh, my grocery cart is a uh, is a mixed bag. You know, there's white grape juice, there's sugar-free cookies, there's bananas foster yogurt, 
Um, there's uh, there's Schweppes, oh. as a matter of Delicious Schweppes, of course. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Schweppes, a sparkling tradition since 1783. That's right, another Schweppes moment. And, uh, yeah, but I didn't buy this, but I wanted to buy it. Instead, I just high-fived it. Um, there was a bag of Doritos and Mysterio, not Rey Mysterio, but Mysterio, as in from Marvel Comics, as in uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in the upcoming Spider-Man Far From Home movie. Sure. And you don't see Jake Gyllenhaal's face because he has a giant smoke-filled glass bubble on his head. And dude, oh my God, it was the best moment of 2019. Nice, nice. It was, it was far better than anything that happened in Endgame. Oh, was wow. the picture of Mysterio on the bag of Doritos. That is something that is irritating. Darren has been vocal about this, uh, not on the show, but to me, that whenever there are... Avengers posters because they want the celebrity's face on the poster. You don't see Iron Man with a helmet on. You don't see a Captain America with his mask on. You don't see Spider Man with his mask on. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get that. I understand that. So, and the posters, he might just be old old fishbowl head as Spider Man as Spider Man would often call him. If he's not that way on the posters, he is at least that way on the bags of Doritos. And I, for one, was very pleased. Very nice. Very nice. But uh, So, yeah. So, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, I think they're going to have a good match. I pray they're going to have a good match. I, I pray. I'm literally, I'm praying um, <laughs> that it will. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm praying. Because uh, that's what deities are concerned with is pro wrestling. Sure, sure. Apartheid. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> horrible disease. These are all things going on, but oh no, God, please let my team win the Super Bowl. Oh no, Lord, please let this match at Money in the Bank be good. Uh, th th these are things that deities and gods, they, they, they worry about. So in our match here, uh, Samoan Joseph, Raymond Mysterious, who do you got, Darren? I'm going to go with Joe. I'm going to yeah. go with Joe. Yeah. That's... I think he's going to retain. Uh, and I say that because I... I think Mysterio is good to go, and I think it's going to be a good match. But as injury-prone as everybody is right now, I don't know if you put the belt on Mysterio. So leave it on Joe. That's what I'm going to pick. Well, it's two men who just suffered injuries recently. Uh, on that note, Darren, uh, you forget Samoa Joe has been away not once, but I believe twice uh, due to injuries. I did, I did, yeah, believe it or not, I didn't forget. Right. But I... Uh, but he's not currently injured, so we're, it's a step in the right direction. But I like go with Joe, not only because I agree with that, but because if he were running for some sort of uh, some sort of office, that might be his slogan: "Go with Joe," along the lines of "I like Ike" uh, or something like that. So, uh, well, we may be seeing it in just a few months when uh, Joe Biden, um, if he can get around. Uh, Cuddle gate or grope gate or whatever they're going to eventually refer to it as. They probably already called it something. Fondle gate. I don't know. But if Joe Biden can. <laughs> Darren popped himself right now, folks. That right there is a Schweppes moment, if I've ever heard one. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Schweppes. 
a sparkling tradition since 1783. Hey, if you're going to pop yourself, pop a top on a Schweppes. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, if Joe Biden, you know, if he can survive, you know, Uncle Joe's tickle basement, uh, (laughs) then maybe, maybe he can run for president with... The slogan, go with Joe. Go with Joe, right. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm hoping for some sort of, like, security scandal to happen, right? And it's called Gategate. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, but I'm dumb. So, all right. <laughs> We're both going to go with Joe, as, uh, as they will say when he runs for Congress. And uh, with that, we move on. Um, we move on to a steel cage match between The Miz and Shane McMahon. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop it! I, I, I can see your your the the look on your face is like all the life blood drained out of your face as that sentence as I continued with my sentence. Oh man, that like made me unhappy. It made me like I depressed. Know, I can see that. I was like, hey, wrestling. Oh, that's not a real wrestling match. Uh, so not only is not only are these two fighting again. And I already don't care. Uh, it's a cage match. You're going to have a cage match at Money in the Bank. And you're going to waste it on The Miz and Shane McMahon. Uh, poor Miz is kind of in the prime of his career, more or less. As far as, like, you know, having his own TV show, Miz and Mrs. Uh, still making movies. They're probably not great. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's, he's in the spotlight more than ever right now. Uh, but he's stuck wrestling Shane McMahon right now, which is just absurd. I got a question. Does this feud continue until somehow they flip again and Miz ends up as the heel? I almost think that that's, that that's the way it has to go, that Miz can't finish this feud as the babyface and then maybe turn heel six or eight or ten months later. Uh, in a feud with someone else. I almost feel like his heel turn has to be with this feud. And, and and if that's the case, then I can almost appreciate the feud again if it ha- if, if that's the way that it's going. Sure. That's the only saving grace for this feud is the fact that The Miz is face and uh, McMahon is actually the heel. Uh, that's the only somewhat cool thing about this. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I want to watch an actual wrestler fight the Miz and not, <laughs> not the Fall guy. Oh no, I yeah, not not uh, Fall McMahon. Fall McMahon. <laughs> yes, absolutely that. Um, all I can hope for is lots of blood, or uh, maybe a you know, like buckets of blood, like every bit of blood, right? Or maybe. Some huge, big, dumb spot from Shane. I was going to say, well, there may be blood, but there will be fall. <laughs> yes. All, all I, basically, so basically what I'm saying is, if you're going to gimmick this matchup, if you're going to put it in a steel cage, at least give us a Schweppes moment. Absolutely. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Schweppes. A sparkling tradition since 1783. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to let some Schweppes fall into my glass, Darren, and I'm going to enjoy that. I will not enjoy this match, however, but I do think The Miz needs to get a win on Shane McMahon at this point, at least to tie things up if this is going to continue on. I'm going with The Miz. How about you? 
I definitely am going with The Miz. I think that as the babyface, he has to win this match. Uh, and then I'll, and from there, I'm just crossing my fingers that he goes heel soon enough. Right. Next up, Roman Reigns takes on Elias. <laughs> so Elias is wrestling now. Um, I mean, I, I won't say he was wasted at WrestleMania because I did enjoy the Doctor of Thugonomics John Cena appearance, but like, it's so weird to me how infrequently Elias actually wrestles. Well, the John Cena uh, Elias thing may as well have been a buried alive match, Darren, because Cena buries Elias and Elias gets alive. zero comeback. Exactly. Um, so now they decided, oh, no, well, that's right. We, we hired Elias as a wrestler. What are we doing? So now he's wrestling people, but they've made him such a joke. That it's almost like, why are you putting him against this guy who had to vacate the Universal Championship? Uh, am I supposed to take this match seriously? Uh, also, why is Reigns on SmackDown now? Uh, or, or, or he's a wild card. Never mind. Well, never mind. He's on, he's on all shows because that, that was a really well thought out move. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this Elias has a snowball's chance against Roman Reigns, right? I mean, come on. Oh, no, of course not. Roman Reigns is going to annihilate him. Oh, sure. There you go. And I like Elias, uh, but I, I wish I wish they hadn't already kind of put it into your head that, oh no, he just comes out and plays a song, gets beaten up, and he goes back into the back again, which Elias, I'm sure, doesn't really care, because he's getting put on WrestleMania, and uh, even though it's not a match, he's there. He's being well, highlighted sure. in WrestleMania. His, he, he was on television a lot longer than Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio were, that's for sure. Um, so, I mean, good for Elias. But bad for Elias. He's losing this match. Uh, yeah, but don't feel too bad for Elias. I mean, uh, you know, Elias doesn't mind if he doesn't wrestle a lot. <laughs> He's got a daytime job. He's doing all right. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. I mean, he also doesn't give a damn about any trumpet playing band. Sure. Uh, that ain't what he calls rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you and I so far, thus far, agree on everything. Elias definitely losing to Roman Reigns. All right, here's where things get a little funky. On the poster for Money in the Bank, you will see Becky Lynch, the man, seated on a throne very confidently uh, with crossed legs holding... Two different world championships. The Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. So we get the answer to our question, how are they going to deal with the dual championship? Well, they're going to do the worst possible thing, which is what I was afraid of, which is that they will be defended separately. That they will be treated as two different titles. And so, yes... Much like we were afraid of, you will have a champion lose, theoretically, and lose a belt and still be a world champion, so to speak. If, if we were talking UFC and we were talking weight divisions and we were talking about losing uh, light heavyweight at a light heavyweight weigh-in and then losing a middleweight at a middleweight weigh-in, that'd be one thing. But this is pro wrestling, 
It doesn't matter about weight classes. It doesn't matter about anything. It matters about hashtag wrestling logic. And Vince McMahon and friends have forgotten that. They took their hashtag wrestling logic books and threw them in a burn pile because they're book burners. So what does that mean? That means Becky Lynch has to double dip and wrestle twice on this night. Defending each of her belts in separate matches. Well, it's a regular Fahrenheit 451, Darren, with all this uh, book burning. But uh, I, I, we knew this was coming, right? It was probably going to be... It's not fair, by the way, to make someone defend two titles on one show, you know, in one night within a few hours. Uh, considering a lot of champions don't even defend their titles... At all on shows, uh, let alone for months at a time. You know, Brock Lesnar era, of course. Uh, so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, she should be able to pick either or, in the very least. Uh, if if I booked this, I'd save us a little bit of trouble and just do a triple threat match uh, with Lacey Evans, Charlotte, and of course Becky. Uh, if Becky wins, she retains both belts. If Charlotte pins or Charlotte wins, she gets the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. If Lacey Evans wins, she gets the Raw Championship. That way, you know, if Becky loses, she can still be a champion, you know, and one or the other, depending on what show they're on, they become that champion. That, that that's muddied, but it's cleaner than having her fight two times. Oh, that is a perfect solution. That sure. is much cleaner than what they're doing. But at the same time, the this makes a little bit of sense that Charlotte, it doesn't make sense that she's got to do it both in one night. I mean, I don't hashtag if wrestling were real hashtag hashtag regardless. Uh, this is not how you would ever do things in a world. Uh, but uh, nothing wrong with her being uh, presented with two challengers, just not in the same night. It makes sense that Charlotte Flair wants a rematch. She deserves it. Under the rules that we all believe in for pro wrestling. Lacey Evans, while it makes no sense that she's somehow a number one contender to anything, at least she is being called that. We don't know why. Um, uh, hashtag if wrestling were real. We know exactly why. But anyway, I think... The <laughs> because they said regarding, so. <laughs> yeah. Regarding that, I think the very best thing in all to come out of this program is Becky Lynch referring to Charlotte and Lacey as McMahon's twins. Oh, wow. And, like, at the contract signing, to see Lacey and Charlotte sitting on opposite side of the table from Becky and to both be sitting there and to be very tall, broad, statuesque, tan, blonde women, um, while very different at the same time, sitting across from this, by comparison, petite uh, redhead, was really cool. Like, and both Charlotte and Lacey are sitting there with like, you know, shit eating grins. And, uh, I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. Like, um, I've heard some terrible things about Lacey Evans outside the ring and some of her behavior and locker room, uh, antics and, uh, some of her, um, you know, more disagreeable personal politics, but all that aside, then you got to fight the, oh, she's undeserving, she's green, she can't wrestle, blah, 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 monster. And that's also fair. But let's put that aside and say simply as the character that they're presenting her as and side by side with Charlotte and both of them facing down Becky, 
It's actually kind of a nice visual. I will say that. And in wrestling, sometimes it is all about the optics. Man, if, if these two were just now coming into WWE, they'd probably have them tagging together as uh, the Hollywood, the new Hollywood Blondes or something like that. And that they would totally pull the, the twin magic routine where Charlotte runs in for Lacey when Lacey's hurt uh, kind of shit. No, they look yeah, very that's similar. Not a, that's really not a bad idea. Okay, well, maybe that. Uh, I would love for Charlotte to get involved in the women's tag team title picture to get her away from the women's title because she's already owned it a thousand times. Uh, you need we need a little bit of breathing room for Charlotte. It needs to mean something again because um, she's kind of Hulk Hoganing uh, that title where it's just like she's had it so many times and she's typically the champion so much that it's weird that she's not. And there's kind of that that's all her her career is, is her being champion which means that that should be all anyone's career should be but at the same time there's so many people they're not all going to be champion and that's just the way it is unless they make 100 more title belts and so far they're they're on their way to do that they're on their way yeah i think that that's the plan <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan so so the first of the two matches i believe will be Becky and Charlotte and I think that Becky will retain, will retain the SmackDown Women's Championship by defeating Charlotte uh, some way or another. Sure, sure. I actually agree with that. I actually, I mean, I'll go ahead and say this now. I think Becky, because she is the double champion, if they're, they're going to keep that going, then she needs to be that for a little while, right? Again, I haven't watched it in a couple weeks. I don't know how interesting it is. I mean, she's got some bragging rights, and that's neat for her and her character, but... Uh, you 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 kind of need to get one of the belts off her eventually. But right now, I think she needs to stay double champion for that to mean even more. Uh, but it just it makes more sense, especially if someone has that money in the bank, guaranteed title shot anytime, anywhere. It's extra muddy if she has both belts. And does that mean if you cash in and you beat her, you get both belts also? So again, they need to kind of uh, get that sorted out. They do need to get it sorted out. So you're, that's your prediction that Becky also beats Lacey Evans. Sure, sure. I think she'll beat Charlotte and Lacey Evans. All right. Well, I didn't have that. I had that penciled in for later, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it in right here. Might as well cover it. Sure. I will go with Becky as well. I think Becky's going to retain both belts on this night. Good, 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 good. And yeah, they need to come off of her, but not yet. Because this won't happen again. A woman holding both women's championships, so she needs to she needs to absorb it a little bit more. So, sure, absolutely, and who better than Becky to do that? I love Becky Lynch. Sure. Uh, now that leaves us with our two top men's titles and our two Money in the Bank ladder matches. So let's get into them. The WWE Champion Kofi Kingston is defending his belt against Kevin Owens. And I still cannot get excited about Kofi Kingston as WWE <laughs> champion. It does absolutely zero, zero for me. Wow. Zero, eh? Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying Kofi Kingston's career has done zero for me. I'm not even Darren, saying the Darren, day. Darren, you don't have to you don't have to explain. We all know your 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 thoughts on Kofi Kingston. You don't have to cover yourself just in case. 
The listeners I, know it's nothing against Kofi Kingston. I'm not covering myself. It is against Kofi Kingston. Well, it's, it's it's not. And your, the, you, at no point did you ever say he was a bad wrestler or undeserving of accolades. My point is, yeah. it doesn't make sense for him to be champion as well as your point. So, uh, and we'll talk more about Mustafa Ali later on too. Um, but for now. <laughs> Speaking of undeserving, what are you doing in this position? Um, but now we're talking about Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, is actually kind of irritating me right now. Talking about how upset he was about not being at WrestleMania or not not being utilized at WrestleMania, and how he like went home halfway during it or something like that. And it's just like you were injured for months going into Mania. There wasn't but enough time work, to... But it's working you? Well, well, that's the thing, too, is there wasn't enough time for all you Owens maniacs out there. There wasn't time to build up any feud that you would give a shit about. Because it would have been him versus Daniel Bryan, and that would have been a fine match. But, I mean, people obviously cared a lot more about Kofi Kingston fighting Bryan because there was a lot more to that. You know, Owens would have just been... Just throw it right in there, and it, it, wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have mattered. You know, like, oh, good match, but who cares? You know what I mean? So it'll just be, I'll like the match for it being a good match, but I'm not going to really have feelings about the match. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, and that's the way I feel about this match is I'm a big, big fan of Kevin Owens. Um, and yet there's nothing about this match that excites me. Um, I can't even really get excited about a Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens match. Even, even if it weren't for a title that I don't think either one of them need to have, I just, I don't know. This is just kind of a stinker. I'm going to pick Kofi to retain just because they're not going to put it on Kevin Owens and they're not going to put it on Kevin Owens the first chance after WrestleMania. Especially, I mean, because that, kind of uh, that kind of a shock, that kind of a shift would totally overshadow the ladder matches. And that's what everybody bought tickets to see. Are these two ladder matches? Sure. I mean, well, the thing is, it's it's safe now for Kofi to lose the belt because he won it at WrestleMania. He had that WrestleMania moment. We talked about it on the show before. It only matters that he became champion. So now the record books say, you know, Kofi Kingston was WWE heavyweight champion. Um, so he could lose the match. I don't think he should drop the belt um, to, to Kevin Owens. I'm not high on Kevin Owens right now again. I mean, even though the him turning on the New Day, that was kind of a cool thing, and I think people really responded to that. Um, yeah, I, I would... <laughs> if you're going to have Kofi Kingston as your champion, I still want to see the New Day break up because Kofi is Gwen Stefani-ing um, <laughs> the New Day, and now it's all about Kofi, and it means more... That means more to people than... Uh, than Big E and uh, Xavier Woods. Our second week in a row referencing using Gwen Stefani-ing as a verb, by the way, Darren. I I know. You don't have to remind me. That was my next question, Perry, is how deeply did No Doubt's breakup hurt you? Darren, they said it would happen. They made a music video about Gwen Stefani, Gwen Stefani-ing, and getting too big getting bigger than the band, and leaving the band. And it still happened, Darren! <laughs> it still yeah. happened! That's that's what we call a self-fulfilling prophecy. But will this New Day breakup battle for the WWE title become a self-fulfilling prophecy? I would love to see Big E just turn on Kofi Kingston and then win the belt. I think that would be cool. I think it would be too, but I'm very confused about 
I don't know if I'm being worked or not with Big E's Florida Man Twitter, where he's talking about possibly being out until 2023. I mean, like, I, I'm I'm confused. I'm not, I don't care enough to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> and as a result, <laughs> you're gonna I'm you're gonna get to the top of it. Yeah, I'm probably just being worked. But like, do you know what's going on? Like, what's the deal with Big E right now? He's doing weird things. Like he was hitting on Becky Lynch's mother. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, yeah, that too. What I don't understand. All right, I don't know. Uh, so Kofi, are you picking Kofi to retain? Yeah, Kofi retains. Uh, Kevin Owens getting the belt back is kind of like. Uh... Is Kevin Owens all that's left to go for the belt at this point? Because um, that's kind of like uh, that's not interesting to me at all. Like this, I would love for like if this were like Kofi, and this is funny me saying that because I've I've bitched many times in the show about having to watch the New Day fight the Bar uh, again. But if this were like Cesaro going for the WWE title or something like that, that would be kind of cool. I would actually like to see Kofi versus Cesaro or something, but. Kevin Owens, I mean, he's he's actually a, he's a phenomenal wrestler, a phenomenal character. But even I am kind of like I don't really care about him in this feud. So, well, I don't care about him in this feud. But I, if this were Kevin Owens versus, I don't know, if this was Kevin Owens versus Cesaro for the title, man, we just want Cesaro <laughs> or, or Sheamus or Jinder Mahal. I still think they need to stop hindering Jinder bring him back and push him. You know, they took the Singh brothers away from him. So now they've basically, uh, they've, they've relegated him to nothing again. Like you don't get a belt. You don't get your sidekicks. You don't get a push. And that sucks. You know, while they were courting the Indian market and that's just tacky that it's so blatant now in in hindsight. Well, like I love the gender Mahal reign as champion it worked so well so well well the funny thing is you mentioned basically you basically just said Jinder Mahal's championship run was all propaganda you don't think Kofi Kingston's run isn't propaganda Darren oh yes I do okay okay I, just making I, sure I, see, I mean at least I smelled that one coming through the door with Jinder I held out some some hope a fool's hope <laughs> right um uh, that gender might actually just be uh, a quality champion. And actually, he kind of was. It was uh, it lasted a little bit longer than most of them do. But anyway, Kofi's last at least through the end of the night at, in Hartford. Next up, the Universal title and the Universal champion Seth Rollins brings his fruit by the foot to defend it, try and keep it out of the hands of AJ Styles. What do you think? Rollins versus AJ Styles. That's going to be a really good match. It should be a very good match. Sure, and that's about where it ends with me. Uh, again, AJ Styles was just WWE champion, so do we want to put another huge title on him? I, I just hate I, I hate the fact that people are just automatically number one contenders. You know what I mean? That 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 yeah, doesn't do. sit well with me at all. I, I like to see people wrestling folks on the the shows. And, and, you know, going up the ladder, moving up the charts. Speaking of old WCW, we would reference that again. Back when there were top tens and they showed you the rankings of everyone. Uh, n- not that garbage. Uh, not that garbage like, hey, the wrestlers have voted who the top ten are this week. Not that shit that just happened recently. I'm talking about back in the day 
when they're actually like ranking so like people's where they were at in their career at that time and how close they were to the top like because you actually could see people getting to the point where they were in contendership for championship titles so anyway um so yeah i mean aj versus seth rollins these are two phenomenal wrestlers it'll be a phenomenal match but i don't care <laughs> beyond that so well i care because i'm excited to watch the match i think it could be really good my, um, my only fear here is now yeah. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are together, Darren. Does that mean we have a new tag team in the mixed couples match? Oh, we got to talk about that. No, we don't. No, we don't talk about that. Okay. No, I, I think that with Rollins and Styles, I care about it. But I'm not excited by it. There's nothing thrilling about it. It'll be a good match. It won't have much consequence. So that kind of takes the wind out of my sails um, about it. But, again, not the talent's fault. Just not the talent's fault at all. I understand that. All right, so we're both going with the the, well, the King Slayer, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm scared here, Darren. A lot of retention tonight. A lot of uh, title retention. We have to be wrong about something in here. But so far uh, we are... going to be wrong. Yeah, so far we are agreeing about everything, but... I think it's silly to take the belts away from any of these folks at this point. Um, again, WrestleMania so feels pretty fresh in my mind. I feel like it just happened yesterday. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. There's also the idea that on this night, if these ladder matches are not last, you might have the winners of your two Money in the Banks, or at least one of them, Go after a title on this night. You never know. I would accept a woman winning the Money in the Bank and immediately cashing it on Becky. So Becky, because she's so exhausted that she wrestled twice the third time around, she just she can't handle it and, and, and loses the belt. That I would accept. That I would accept. Well, with the Money in the Bank ladder matches uh, fresh in our minds, let's go ahead and discuss them. They're the only two matches left. Well, The ladies... Money in the Bank ladder match features Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella, and stepping in at the last minute for an injured Alexa Bliss is Nikki Cross. Good for Nikki Cross! Yay! She she's a nice little a nice little spice to add to this uh, gumbo. Yeah, I'm curious what the Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss uh, friendship really is, and is this a true injury or is this a work with Alexa Bliss? And how does Nikki Cross factor into that? Does she factor into that? I think Alexa Bliss is still somewhat suffering from whatever injury she's had, so she's not quite medically cleared yet to wrestle, and this is. Just like, well, this is a ladder match. We don't need to put her... If we're not sure, she shouldn't be involved in a ladder match. So this might be this WWE being a bit cautious. And and that that's totally fine. But I, I do like... I mean, Alexa Bliss has had lots of fame and fortune. There's much more of that to come. It's nice for Nikki Cross to get a bit of elevation in her career at this point. So, No, I agree. Um, Dana Brooke, even though they've kind of been pushing her a little bit lately, I think the push itself is the reward. I don't think that there is a culmination or a coronation coming for her. Um, uh, Naomi and Na Naomi and Natalia are very similar to me in that they're like veterans who it's almost passed them by at this point. 
Um, I think Naomi will probably hold a championship again, uh, but but maybe not. And Natalia almost definitely not. Um, Bailey, I don't know about Bailey anymore. I, I don't even know what to think about Bailey. Uh, Ember Moon, I don't think uh, Money in the Bank doesn't really fit her character. They'd have to just change everything about her to become like obsessed with Money in the Bank, which they have been known to do. They've taken people who did have characters and make them one-dimensional uh, by holding that briefcase. So we'll, you know, Carmella, who was the last Money in the Bank winner, um, I think is fun that she's back in the match, and I think that they should definitely tease her winning it. But uh, don't give it to her again. Don't let that be another whole year of that. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm not. Um, I'm not terribly excited about any of these women. Like the possibility of any of them becoming women's champions. Sadly, and it's 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 just because uh, they've all been so out of the main event picture as far as the women's championship goes that I can't think of them as champions at all because it's well, been so Becky Lynch, so Charlotte Flair, so Ronda Rousey. It's just it's. That WWE did that. Of course. Uh, again, WWE does it all. That's who we blame when we get on these tirades, not the talent. They don't book themselves. Well, the one person whose name I did not say is my choice for the Money in the Bank ladder match, and that is Mandy Rose. Wow. I was going to say, why that... isn't Ruby Riot in this match, first of all? Uh, and secondly, Mandy Rose. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, you can't really see any of them being the champion. I can't see any of them being the champion either. I can see Mandy Rose being money in the bank, though. I think that that kind of gives her uh, a belt without giving her a belt. Like, let's see what Mandy Rose looks like carrying around an object. No, absolutely. Uh, no, that's actually a good point. We've said that before, where even just having the money in the bank briefcase gives you something. I think um, we were probably talking about Carmella. Probably, yeah. Like, people who need something. Mandy Rose actually does need a better object than uh, than Sonya Deville. Because uh, that's kind of her thing, is that <laughs> she's always with Sonya Deville. And that's, that's it. True. Yeah. Um, Bailey was just tag team champ. I don't see a reason to give her the heavyweight championship. Uh, Naomi, they kind of owe, don't they? They made her vacate the Women's SmackDown Championship because she wasn't going to defend it in 30 days, but she came back to act active competition within 30 days anyway. So, oh, that was bullshit. Uh, so I don't know. I, I can't, again, be excited about any of these folks winning as in becoming champion, but as far as, I guess I got to pick one. Uh, I'm going to go with the wild card Nikki Cross. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm okay, going to go cool. with the, with the, the sub- the substitution uh, for Alexa Bliss here and just totally go wild card and deny all my instincts because I like Nikki Cross. I Hey, and I like that. I like uh, gutsy choices. I've made a few foolish ones myself. I mean gutsy. <laughs> are, you, are you suggesting that mine is more foolish than gutsy? Uh, I would never. I would never do that. Okay, good. I was making sure. Uh, All right, that only leaves the men's Money in the Bank ladder match to be determined on this night in Hartford, Connecticut at hashtag Mitbuk <laughs> in the XL Center, soon to be the 2XL Center, or maybe even the XXX Center. Or the PowerPoint and, uh, Center. 
and Triple X. Is that what is that movie franchise? Was that Ice Cube? Uh, yes, it became Ice Cube. Originally, it was Vin Diesel. Oh, it was Vin Diesel. Okay, so that's the. Is that the where? Oh, I like that. Is that from Triple X or oh. is that from Pitch Black? I, th- I, th- I think it's from. I think it's from Triple X. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Triple I like X this. Was, oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Yeah, oh, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. this. There you go. So, what was Triple X supposed to be? He was a. Uh, wasn't he just like a guy that was like, oh, he's a he's a really good fighter specialist guy, and they were like, we're gonna recruit you into this. The secret government organization and use you to like do things and there are lots okay. of a lot, lot of motorcycle stunts in this one. Okay, so it's like twenty first century American hip hop James Bond. Sure, sure, exactly that. Yes, uh, that's so terrible. Don't make that movie. They made a bunch of <laughs> they already them. Made, they already made it. Yeah, I, there there are three, I believe. I, I think uh, yeah, first one's Vin Diesel, and then Vin Diesel said no to two. And Ice Cube stepped in, and then they made a third one, and Vin Diesel said, all right, yes. So. <laughs> well, you know what? He looked up, and he saw the Goodyear blimp, and it said, Ice Cube's a pimp. Yes. Well done. Well done. But not for making any, not for having anything to do with a triple X movie. <laughs> no, quite the opposite. Or a uh, Are We There Yet movie as well. Uh, men's Money in the Bank, Darren. Who is involved in this cluster? This is a cluster. Like, I'm excited about this match because it is such a cluster. Like, this match is almost hilarious. Okay. Sami Zayn, which... Right? Sami Zayn? Um, So... (laughs) No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Sami Zayn. I'm not wrong. His name is Sami Zayn. Okay. For stating his name. Um, Sami Zayn, the illegitimate son... Of Seth Rogen and Robert Wool. <laughs> yes. yes. He's been gone for eons. Like, we've been from, like, the Pleistocene e- epoch, uh, and now here we are in the Mesozoic era. And from I'm epoch sure are- to X-Pac. <laughs> <laughs> that also uh, popped Darren, folks. I believe that was yet another... Schweppes moment. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Schweppes, a sparkling tradition since 1783. Speaking of brought to you, uh, someone bring me another Schweppes, Darren. Uh, I bring me another. Bring me another raspberry Schweppes. That's where it's at. <laughs> that's where it's at. Oh, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. You know, uh, when you said bring it to you, I thought that maybe. Uh, X was gonna give it to you. Again. <laughs> I thought maybe maybe Triple X gonna give it to you. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> We've only got this last match, and I, so far I have not. Uh, this week there is no example of me <laughs> confusing two people to the point that I'm convinced that one person is the other person. <laughs> but, uh, we, saw, we, we saw precious may- minutes. We saw precious minutes to go, Darren. We do precious, precious minutes. Based in the novel Push by Sapphire. Precious. <laughs> yeah. See, I was going to go with my, pre- my precious. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, which that would have been a good time for me to get something confused. And instead of calling him like Smeagol, I would call him 
Deagle, his cousin, but uh, <laughs> let's just go with Gollum. Okay. All right. So Sami Zayn, Gollum is not in this match. Sami Zayn is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Ricochet is in the Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, which I cannot wait to see some of his insanity in this match. Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. Wow. They just have to stick Randy Orton in there somewhere, right. don't they? Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Randy Orton are going to lumber, to make another Tolkien reference. Those dudes are going to lumber around that ring like ants. <laughs> and then you've got your vanilla midgets are going to be like the hobbits. Sure. Trying to desperately climb these ladders. And wow, I think, like, don't put Drew McIntyre in this match because he has tree trunk legs, but even tree trunk legs can be chopped down. And I don't want to see some, like, severe ACL tear come out of this because Drew McIntyre fell off the fourth rung and was too afraid to take a flat back bump and instead smashes his knee into obliviacry. Right, right. Well, him, him... Falling eight feet is basically him just falling down because he's so tall. Um, he's a he's a tall man. Yeah, it's it's. Is, isn't this lineup just crazy? This is a really good sampling of like the talent. This is this is this is how this expression I use the best of what's left, uh, which is what this this match really is. Uh, Andrade is excellent. Um, again, had one of my favorite matches in a very long time with Johnny Gargano. Um, so I, I love him. He's great. Currently he's dating Charlotte. Oh, another, another mixed tag, uh, tag team. I, I think wrestlers only date so they can get involved in that nowadays. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not true. Well, maybe it is true. Well, 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 then good luck to Braun Strowman because, uh, if he can finally, uh, nail that down, uh, what his attempts to stoke the flame that is Alexa Bliss, the company is doing him a favor. They're, they're like, come on, dude. Here you go. Right, right. Set it up. Maybe you can knock it down. And he just, I don't know. Either he has no desire or she's like, ew, no. Well, Braun, Braun Strowman, to make another Game of Thrones reference, would crush Alexa Bliss's current boyfriend, Buddy Murphy, much like the mountain did to uh, the Viper <laughs> in their, uh, their, their battle to the death uh, where he smashed his head. Uh, anyway... So, oh, Perry, there's so much you don't know about the mountain. Oh, my God. Don't even say that. That's, that's already kind of a spoiler. So, yeah, uh, uh, interesting, as I say, smattering of talent involved in this match. Uh, isn't Finn Balor still IC champion? Yes. You know, Darren, back in my day, if you were Intercontinental champion, that made you... Um, <clears throat> The number one contender to the World Heavyweight Championship. So yeah. th that has no longer been honored. Uh, <laughs> so he should you know, even... Back in your day, that's also my day. Right, so sure, sure, sure. Well, that's the way things used to be, but apparently not anymore. So Finn Balor has to win a chance, even though technically he's already promised a, a chance, but sure. Yeah, well, you know, another thing that uh, used to be uh, that is no more is Robert Wool. Uh, 
I, I wonder how many of our hashtag dear listeners are like Seth Rogen. Sure, yeah, but Robert who? Robert Wool, aka HBO's Arliss. My God, who scouted uh, Dennis Rodman? Though those are two very different people. No, you're right. And and again, Nitro proved that when Arliss, not Robert Wool, Arliss appeared on Nitro to scout Dennis Rodman uh, because Arliss is an agent. He was going to uh, represent uh, Dennis Rodman. My God. Arliss. 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 The real man. <laughs> was all my... You know what that is, Perry? You know what that is? That was a Schweppes moment. Oh. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Schweppes. A sparkling tradition since 1783. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you're Robert Wool or Arliss, you will enjoy... The crisp sensations of a Schweppes. There's so many sensations. The Schweppes sensation is taking the nation. <laughs> it's taken over. Real, real quick, though. Okay. I'm sorry. We're talking about Arliss on Nitro. I'm going to go even further back. I'm going to go real far back to the when we talked about... God, I want to go back and listen to that episode now. Where we talked about like Robocop and Zeus and Chucky and, and Chucky. Speaking of Rick You're, Snyder, hey. Rick Snyder losing a, uh, <laughs> a verbal contest against Chucky. Yeah, sure. The new Child's Play movie, right? Oh Lord, here we go. Here we go. That you you're aware they're making it, right? I'm aware. I've seen the trailer. Okay. Sure. Is he not named Chucky? Um, I don't know about that. I do know that he is not a possessed doll. He's instead a robot that's gone haywire, and and he is not being voiced by Brad Dourif, and that is a crime. Speaking of Brad Dourif, spe- speaking of Lord of the Rings, Grima Wormtongue. Yes, continue. Yeah, exact Grima Wormtongue. Uh, what flew over the cuckoo's nest? Billy Bibbit. Billy Bibbit. Uh, you might uh, uh, Piter from Dune. Sheriff Brackett from Rob Zombie's remakes of Halloween. Brad Dourif is a saint. <laughs> He's and a national treasure. He is a national treasure. And you let him voice Chucky, damn it. He's trying to steal <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. He is a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Because obviously Chucky and that whole thing, the original, was based on the My Buddy doll, right? Uh, I'm not sure what came first, the My Buddy or the Child's Play anymore. I think My Buddy came first. Okay, okay. I think it almost would have had to. Sure. Because why would you make My Buddy afterward? That would be like... (laughs) That would be like... That would be like after Ted Bundy, the serial killer, if you made a My Bundy. Like, doll. Oh, that's a little too on the nose. That's, That's based on a real thing. Uh, Darren, but, but I had to go with that one because of the pun, my Bundy. Oh, right? well, well done, well done. I'm sorry, Darren. I'm sorry, Darren. I was too busy I, I, thinking logistics think, of that. I think that a friend of the show, John Bring, would call that a hat on a hat. Um, <laughs> he loves to use that expression if you give him half an opportunity. Um, but uh, regardless, I think, think, and I could be totally wrong, and one of our other many wonderful dear listeners are going to correct me on this immediately see you you just i didn't know he was a robot and, and all that i didn't know that i think i noticed that his his overalls say buddy like he's like a like it's going back and like 
being very close to the source material. And uh, in which case, if he's known as Buddy, because it would be weird to me if he had one name on his on his clothes, but he was still Chucky. Sure, That'd sure, be weird. sure. Anyway, uh, I'm not gonna see it, but I would like to get to the bottom of the uh, of it. No, that, that that's that's totally fine. But I I, w- I won't see it either. But I will see the the follow up movie we're all gonna get. We're all looking forward to, which will be Chucky or Buddy. Uh, well, Chucky versus the horribly CGI'd Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> make that movie, please. You know, people are losing their minds about that whole thing too. Like, they is really it that are. bad? Uh, it's it's not great. It's not it's not that bad. Nothing's ever that bad. The internet makes something that's not great, god awful. Uh, it it could about that. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, no, it's it's not the epidemic that it is that has become. But it's it's not great. The movie itself looks god awful. Let alone what Sonic looks like. <laughs> so that's what is that movie about? Uh, about an hour and a half long. Which this episode is at, Darren. So we need to move on here. Money in okay. the bank. The men's money in the bank. We know who's involved. Who you got? I'm gonna say Ali. No, you're you better know, than no. that, Darren. You know why I'm gonna say Ali? Why? Because I think that this is the way WWE can lock themselves in to having to revisit his push sometime in the next 364 days. Wow, that's actually very smart. That's actually very smart. I I think about it because clearly they showed a desire to do it, so it's not like it's out of the question. Finn Balor doesn't need it because of the IC belt. Uh, Randy Orton, God help us if he wins this. <laughs> so pointless. It would be so ridiculously pointless. There are there there are good. There could be very good arguments made for Drew McIntyre to have it because he needs to be in a world title picture. Um, I think you could make a good argument for Baron Corbin uh, because he's one of the ones who botched his so severely one of the few people to ever botch it so severely but like i don't think they're gonna put it on ricochet this early they're not gonna put it on Sami Zayn. uh like i said probably not orton probably not balor so that really leaves andrade corbin mcintyre and ali in my estimation and out of those four guys i think ali is the one that it makes the most sense plus maybe we get to see a money in the bank holder Who's just a straight up baby face? Could be, could be, but Ali kind of has a chip on his shoulder, though. But I don't know what kind of blackmail Ali has on Vince McMahon, but he's just constantly in this main event picture all of a sudden, which is good for him. But I'm just, I'm very puzzled by it, and as I'm sure you also agree with that as well. Um, oh, I completely, I completely agree with that. Nevertheless, he's my pick. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I would. We're talking about you know what would make for a good match. Um, if Ricochet wanted Kofi versus Ricochet, that would be good. That kind of makes sense to me. That's something I can get excited for. Uh, but there's no way they put that belt on Ricochet. There's just no way. Um, so I think this is how, uh, this is how Drew McIntyre works his way back into the main event picture. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go with Drewy Max. All right. Well... We picked all of the same people. 
until we got to the ladder matches. And that shouldn't be that big of a surprise. We're talking about matches that have eight people in them and no clear direction. And once again, folks, Darren is current in all things wrestling and Game of Thrones. I am not. Uh, what have you been doing? <laughs> not having a way to watch HBO, Darren. Leave me alone. Um, you throw your TV out in the street. You haven't watched HBO. You haven't watched wrestling. HBO like, costs money. Wrestling, I just haven't had haven't had a chance to watch it. But I will be watching this Sunday to see my picks, uh, good or ill. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see if uh, your trained opinion or my currently, as is, untrained opinion uh, is victorious at Money in the Bank. And that's it, folks. That is our Money in the Bank head-to-head. Head-to-head. Brought to you by Schweppes. That's right, folks. When you make your decision on who the winner will be this Sunday, just know that you're always the winner when you have a nice, cool glass of Schweppes. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Schweppes, a sparkling tradition since 1783. I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have a glass regardless. I, I'm, I have glasses of Schweppes all day long. This is if true. I, if I, if I have eyeglasses of Schweppes. That's, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but I still do it. Sure, sure. No, I, I totally... To it's hard to see, but... <laughs> Was it Coke bottle glasses? Schweppes bottle glasses? Schweppes bottle glasses. Ah, there we go. Schweppes bottle glasses. Instead of beer goggles, it's Schweppes goggles. Uh, so that's it, folks. That is it. Are you excited for Money in the Bank? Are you excited for hashtag Mitiba? Let us know. <laughs> let us know. There are a lot of ways you can let us know. Find us on Twitter at Ref and Show Podcast. That's R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook. Like and share. We would appreciate that. Send us a Gmail if you want to. The whole ref and show at gmail.com, T H E W H O L E R E F N S H O W at gmail.com or. Or we are on Instagram. You can always find us on Instagram any time of day, any time of night, in the moments that are in between. Life is what happens when you're busy making plans and when you're busy scrolling through your Instagram feed. So find us on Instagram <laughs> at the whole ref and show, T H E. W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, and that's going to do it for us here on The Whole Reffin Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. We're going to see you next week. Uh, next week, as well as today, I'm going to be Perry Smith. And I am the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. And we're going to see you when we see you, folks. See you. Bye-bye. Another Schweppes moment brought to you by Schweppes. Enjoy crisp, refreshing Schweppes. Schweppes. <laughs> Schweppes, goddammit. Schweppes.